0: I'm your host Joe Evangelisti and excited to welcome our next guest interview today Mark Ritter Uh, mark tell us a little bit about
1: yourself man so I am the CEO of MBFS uh, which usually doesn't mean anything to people so I tell them uh, what I do is uh, I'm the CEO of a credit union owned company that helps businesses get loans from credit unions and credit unions make loans to their members in the community.
0: Love it. Love it. We were actually talking offline um, a little bit before we hit record here, and you know, I was mentioning I do a lot of you know, real estate transactions. I think one of my best and favorite loans in recent history was from a credit union. And at the time, as many loans as I've done before that, I never knew credit unions lent to businesses before we got involved in that loan. Is that something you find a lot
1: when you're talking to people in the real estate space? uh that that 's the bane of my existence uh, there's a hundred million people in America that belong to a credit union, yep. and we are still an unknown commodity uh people really love their credit union uh but that we we try to get the word out that they can uh use their credit union to help them with their business and real estate investment needs
0: yeah it's amazing i mean and, and you're right i like I was, I've been a member of Navy Federal Credit Union now for 20-some years um, since I was in the military, since I first joined up, and never even realized they did business you know, transactions. And then, of course, I got involved in this other credit union. So it's just interesting to me. Um, maybe you could tell the, the folks, what, what makes a credit
1: union separate from a bank? like What, what makes you guys stand out? Well, I always say, you know, when you walk into your local credit union branch and you see their teller line and the ATM and the loan officers, people say, boy, this, this looks pretty similar to my local bank and Wells Fargo and all these other mega banks. Uh, but really what makes the difference is just like your experience when you talk to the people and the underlying structure, what a credit union is, is a cooperative financial institution. It is owned by the people who have accounts there and run for the benefit of the people who have accounts there or who would like to have accounts there. Uh, The management and oversight of a credit union is elected by the membership to be on the board of directors. So much like other cooperative financial institutions, it's really done for the benefit of the people by the people.
0: That's awesome. And and
1: so is is there s- special things, terms,
0: you know, um, you know, I wouldn't say terms, probably the wrong, the wrong, uh, the wrong terminology, but is there, are there things that you can do that a traditional bank can't do? Or is there relationship, uh, you know, based stuff that's, that's different than a traditional bank?
1: What one of the niches that we have is we can't and don't charge prepayment penalties on any loans. Mm. Uh, we really like to tout that. Uh, now that rates have dropped, sometimes it's not in our favor, uh, the credit union's favor as much because rates are getting uh, renegotiated down. Uh, but that's good for the business and good for the customer. So, one of the keys is that I always talk about credit unions is access to de- decision makers and the process. You are much more connected to the loan lending process for your business or real estate than typically in a commercial bank. Uh, you know, my money, my dollar is the same as a bank's dollar. If I charge 5%, that's the same 5%. But really, we try to be much, much more friendly on fees and terms and help people through the process. And credit unions also work together. So if we can't help you, many times we'll try to find maybe a credit union that can or an organization that can fit, uh, fit what you're trying to do.
0: I love that. I love that. I mean, and that's, and that, that, I think that alone is kind of a unique approach. You don't, you don't hearing a lot of banks, you're not going into Wells Fargo and they say, if we can't help you, we're going to turn you on to TD Bank. Nobody's protesting in the streets against their local credit union. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, right? So, um, you know, I noticed when, when we were talking earlier, and I noticed on, on the, you know, when you were introduced to me that you do some SBA stuff as well. And I think that's, you know, for, for people that are watching or listening to this podcast, we have a lot of young entrepreneurs that are coming up. That are, that are always looking for um, ways to get ahead. And, and these, these, are, these are folks that generally the, the listeners that of our show, um, you know, these are, these are hard workers. These are, these are folks that are going after, um, you know, creating real businesses. And, you know, I don't know that they know that they have leverage available to them. And maybe you find that as well. Can you talk about those type of things a little bit?
1: Sure, a lot of people get very intimidated with the lending process. And, you know, the biggest mistake that I see people make is automatically go to some hard money, quick, fast, cheap. Uh, you know, you get your money quick overnight, but maybe you're paying 20% and it's really sucking the profits out of your business. Absolutely. Uh, and, and really, that there's a lot of options out there. Just because some bank says no or they offer you this product, uh, there are community, a lot of community-based financial institutions that want to help people succeed and SBA loans are a great program. They used to be a nightmare, yeah. but the SBA has really become the friendliest government agency there is today. Hmm. They are lo- and more importantly, the, one of the big shifts is they are now actively promoting smaller community-based financial institutions like credit unions to become involved in the program, and our credit unions are embracing it because it's good for the community. It's good for the business and it's a really nice relationship and it helps get people the financing that they might not otherwise in better terms, more money, more capital, uh, rates, terms, conditions to get you over the hump of that, maybe that first business or if your business is matured and you want an expansion, that's a great way to do it as well.
0: I love it. I love it. You said a couple of things there that are really, really key, kind of like almost brought me back a little bit, right? And again, these are things that I think are so important to young entrepreneurs. Uh, number one is we've always, you know, tend to use community banks. Sometimes you, you don't realize... You go to your big bank. Maybe you bank with a. I don't. I hate to keep saying. I don't want to throw Wells Fargo on the on the bus because we bank with them. But you know, you, you keep going to the bigger banks, and maybe you get turned down. But what you don't realize is you got to shop that that deal or shop that that product to a lot of lo, local banks, your community banks, your credit unions. Um, a lot of times, their rates, their terms, their approval process is going to be different. And you know, you got you got to you got to kiss a lot of frogs. You know, you got you got to put that product. So I think a lot of people um, get. Uh, Get um, uh, they get turned out once or twice, and they, and they start to you know take it personally, and they think like, oh well, you know this isn't going to work. This deal's not going to work, and they do turn to um, private money right away. Which you know I'm a big advocate of. I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not going to hide behind it. We we, we do with a lot of private money, but it's got to be done in a safe way where you leverage private and then you convert to long term fixed lower rate financing. You got to have both in play, guys. Um, and if you're watching this, you got to make sure you make those local connections with your community banks. It's super important. But just because you get turned down once doesn't mean you shouldn't continue um, to to go after it and then continue to talk to people like Mark um, and his team uh, about finding ways to get approved. Because a lot of times just because one bank says no doesn't mean the other, the next bank it doesn't have a different underwriting process, Mark. Right. I mean, do you agree with that?
1: I always say choosing a financial institution for your business and business is like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You can go to McDonald's. You can go to the hot dog stand uh, outside the fairgrounds, or you can go to Ruth's Chris. Mm-hmm. They're all restaurants that are feeding you. You really have to fit and find the solution that gets what, what you want, how you want it at a price that makes sense. Yeah. The, co- People tend to lump financial institutions and hard money and different lending options all together in one big pot, but it's not a homogenous industry, even though much like a restaurant, we're all giving you food, we're all giving you money, but you really have to find that culture that fits your business and and makes sense. And like you said, maybe there's a stepping stone for doing private money, a little bit harder money. But you want that plan to eventually get the cheaper money. And we, we love to work with people who go through that process. Yeah. Of you're, you're ready to mature. Maybe you have that project with it that you started. Now you want to term out and get some permanent financing. That's great. We love to work with you.
0: What would you recommend for someone who uh, hasn't established that relationship yet in terms of helping them be successful with coming in to be prepared to understand what to expect when they get there and have their best chance of getting approved, kind of get their ducks in a row.
1: I always tell people, you know, understand your business as good as us. Learn to be a little bit of a credit analyst, and if there's some rough spots in your business, we're going to eventually find them out and ask the questions. So we love it if people say can explain the numbers. I'm a, I'm more of a person that says I don't want to see the numbers. I want to understand the numbers and know what's going on in your business. Did if you're a snowplow business and it didn't snow last year, let's understand that because it's eventually gonna snow. Yeah. Uh, and, and and just let's go through and understand your numbers so I can make the case to get you the financing that you need rather than just you hand me some tax returns and move on. Uh, We want to hear the story. We want to hear how it's working, your business, your plans, what's the big picture as opposed to just putting something through an automated underwriting process.
0: It's a great, I mean, it's a great example you're making too, because a lot of people, I think they get self-conscious about, well, you know, I had a bad month or I had a bad quarter. If you have a functioning business and you have a great relationship with your bank and they understand what's going on, you know, Listen, your tax returns don't tell all the story a lot of the times, right? So trying to understand the functionality of it. And if you're prepared ahead of time, you know what, what the banker is looking for. You know you're, if you're in the real estate space and you know, you know after appraised value and you know your debt coverage ratios, and you know all those things going into a deal and you can explain that deal to the banker ahead of time, they know you're more knowledgeable Guys, a lot of times they have to sell that deal to other people. They have to sell a deal to the board or they sell a deal to the underwriter. So knowing your deal just as good as they are supposed to know your deal to be able to lend you that money um, is super important. So know your numbers and
1: understand it really, really well. I, we lend money and especially credit unions lend money to people. Yeah. And we want to lend money to people in relationships that we have a comfort level with.
0: So the flip side of that question is, now that they know how to kind of be successful, what do you see the, uh, the biggest pitfalls? What do you think are the biggest mistakes that people make when they come, you know, uh, looking for a loan and, um, you know, they maybe get turned down?
1: They take it emotionally and sometimes don't listen to that feedback. Uh, we love to talk through and show people the numbers on where they're at and say, what are, what are we missing? He, he, it's a pretty simple formula let's look at this we can tell you where we're doing and don't your, your financial institution likes to lend money and you know it's a profitable venture it's good for the relationship so they're trying to say yes So listen to that feedback and overcome those obstacles. And sometimes it's not a simple flip of a switch. Sometimes there's adjustments you want to make and and take that to heart. And also the biggest mistake that I see is looking and, as I mentioned, not shopping at the right restaurant. Look for somebody who has the culture and maybe makes loans to other people like you. There are banks that only lend to high net worth private banking individuals. They're looking for doctors who have the practice and a seven figure income. If you have an auto body shop, you can't just walk in and get the loan. That's it's not their business. So really talk to other people like yourself and who's lending money in your community and who do you have a good relationship with? Uh, for example, you said you have a Navy Uh, federal credit union membership for 20 years. Navy has a great lending program and we look at those relationships and we say, if somebody's had a great relationship for 20 years, I'm going to go out a little bit farther on that relationship than I would somebody just walking off the street who's just walking from place to place to place trying to get the money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's just some awesome points. And and I think your initial point, which is so I think it's so obvious, but people miss it all the time is you're dealing with people who get paid to lend money, right? Like, like people come in that almost with like hat in hand, like concern, you know, what am I going to do, you know, to get this loan? And the point is if you're doing the right thing and you have a great functioning business and, and, and you, 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 you need the money for a function that's going to help you potentially make more money and it's the right type of loan. And you really shouldn't be concerned you should be more you know confident of, of the deal you have and 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 understand that the bank is there to make money by lending you money they're looking for good people to put it in play um, and 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 I think a lot of times that confidence you know is worth as much as the rest of the package as well so uh, i love I love that um that, uh, that answer. So, so Mark, I don't, I don't want to um, take up a ton of your time and a couple kind of off the wall questions. Um, Number one, you know, that this is the legacy blueprint podcast. So we'd love to talk about legacy. I'd love to ask you what your feeling is on that word legacy. It's starting to become, um, you know, a a hype word in in the industry right now. And you're hearing it a lot, but you know, we talk about living a legacy and leaving a legacy. Um, You know, what is that, what does that kind of, uh, how does that resonate with you?
1: That all boils down to one piece from my background. And really, I look to make an impact. Make an impact in your community. Make an impact with your family. Make an impact to those around you. As you progress in life, you want people, help. look to help other people, and that everything else takes care of itself. Look to help those other entrepreneurs. I grew up in a blue-collar, coal region, Northeast Pennsylvania background, and was fortunate to catch some breaks in life, and that's why I'm talking to you today. Mm-hmm. One or two days didn't go quite as planned, and you know I could be working uh, doing who knows what back in Northeast Pennsylvania. So I appreciate that, and I look to help other people. I look to help young college students or that guy looking for that uh, looking for that first break. Uh, I look for e- energy. And, and really, you know, I, I had people who were fortunate enough to help me kind of make that first step and kind of k- get the ball rolling. And I really try to make an impact and help other people uh, get that leg up just like I had.
0: I love it, man! What a great, what a great answer! No, no, none of us are an island, right? We all, you know, no one's self-made, and you know, there's always got to be someone there to give you a little bit of a boost. And and I love that. So, you know, looking for people to to give that that a little bit of an impact too, and and uh, leave that legacy behind. That's amazing. I love that. So, um, kind of another off-the-wall question. You know, you're a bank CEO. If you could pick any other industry to to try to try out on and uh, try to do someone else's career, what anything else
1: you've always you know, thought would be cool to do? Oh, without a doubt, that's the easiest question I've been asked on any podcast. Nice. I, I would be in professional wrestling tomorrow if I uh, was a couple <laughs> inches taller. Uh, awesome. it, <laughs> I, I, I love the entertainment aspect. I love the show aspect. I love fun. I love getting people involved uh you know i'm a little bit rough around the edges behind the scenes uh so that would be uh, i'd be in professional wrestling tomorrow if i could
0: not the answer i expected out of a bank ceo and that's absolutely absolutely awesome i love it so uh mark how can people i mean get in touch with you is there is there um you know um anything coming up any any type
1: of events you got going on or anything like that sure we have a really active presence on linkedin Uh, You can look up myself, Mark Ritter, R-I-T-T-E-R, or look up our company, Member Business Financial Services. We always go by MBFS. The easiest way is to hop on our website, mbfs.org, and people can connect with us. And if we can't help you directly with our credit union network, uh, we spend a lot of time trying to find other credit unions and organizations like myself around the country who can.
0: Awesome, awesome. And, uh, you know, one last question. Did I miss any good questions? Anything you wanted to chat about that we didn't connect on today? No, I think you're good. I think you're good. I appreciate the time. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. I want to respect your time. And, uh, you know, I think the audience got a lot today out of you. So make sure you guys connect with Mark if you have any questions about small business lending or working with a credit union. You guys have the contact. Of course, we'll post the show notes. And of course, always, as always, if you find value in today's podcast, please go on iTunes, leave us a review, share with others, and share with someone else who might find impact in this podcast episode. Thanks again, Mark. We appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me.